Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome, my friends, fabulous entrepreneurs, to the episode number 28 of the Diamond Effect podcast. And this is our third last episode from the self-leadership series, and maybe the most important one of them. We will talk today about self-confidence, because if there was one single thing you could only work this year to get closer to the goals you want to achieve, you set for yourself, it should be self-confidence, okay? So if you only had one thing to work on and you only decided, I'm just going to focus on this, I promise you, if you focus on self-confidence, it will get you much closer to your goals than anything else. And here is why. Now, Self-confidence is not as straightforward as you may think that, oh, I would just start feeling and directing my mindset and to feel more self-confidence. It actually requires also action, right? So it's one of those things that as you take actions and you start seeing results, you're more confident in what you can create, you're making better decisions, and you go on. So it's all sort of connected, right? So we talked last week about making effective decisions. The thing is, the more self-confident you are, the better decisions you make, and the more willing you are to go into that uncomfortable space to pause and look at possibility and make decisions from that place. Now, You know, research really shows that people with self-confidence are more likely to achieve their goal, are more likely to do what it takes and how long it takes to go after the results they want. So why is that? And we'll dive deep in this episode, but in short, what self-confidence, it's really a belief in one's ability to achieve goals. So I'll say it again, it's belief in your ability to achieve goals. It's like a self-trust, you trusting yourself that you will figure it out. With that comes also patience in keep figuring it out and keep going and trying things and so on. And that ability to sort of do what it takes long term. Because you trust yourself that you will get there, right? And, you know, 
it's that ability to even become the expert in something. And um, there's multiple different kind of research about how long it takes for anybody to become an expert in whatever they want to become world-class expert. And Malcolm Caldwell, in one of his book, and through his research, decided that it was 10,000 hours, whatever time doesn't matter, because some people, you know, took years to do those 10,000 hours. So let's say, be an expert coach or be an expert IT person or whatever. Some people condense that because of the life circumstances or whatever, it became faster, but 10,000 hours. But I did see a research somewhere where it says, oh, it takes you 10 years of experience to become almost like a world-class expert in anything. But in today's episode, I want to explore first what self-confidence is in more detail and what it isn't. Because sometimes we have an incomplete view and misconceptions about what self-confidence is. And some of us almost like when you have those misconceptions, you don't even want to be that person because like you're like, oh, I don't want to feel superior to anybody or I don't want to show up a certain way, not really understanding what truly self-confidence is. So let's dive into that. Um, so self-confidence is, at first, as we said, is trust in your current abilities. So whatever skills you have and whatever abilities you have that you can take action and create certain results, but also trust in your capability to learn anything that you will need to learn on that path to achieving your goals. So because when you have that trust, you're able to apply whatever you already know, you're able to determine what you don't know and what you need to learn. And as you learn that you're able to apply it, then you're able to assess the results you're getting, problem solve, and really, you know, move forward. And we'll talk about it because self-confident people really have that growth type of mindset, mindset that, hey, I can learn anything I want to, um, I can figure it out, as opposed to, you know, fixed mindset people who are thinking that, you know, they're either talented or not. So they either know something already and they should be perfect at it or not. And and that's that type of fixed mind, mindset and believing that, you know, something is given to you through DNA and so on, and you either have it or not, it's definitely not self-confidence. So self-confidence is also something you grow and you develop and you nurture like a muscle. And I'll give you a couple of examples from my own experience. Um, first of all, it's just a funny story from my teenage years. Um, I was really a late swimmer, so I learned to swim poorly <laughs> very late in in my years just because the town that I come from in Poland never had a indoor pool or not it didn't have when I was there as a child. And it just had this we didn't live by, you know, a lake or whatever, it just had this outside pond that where water wasn't the great quality. So for me to be able to learn it wasn't as easy. I learned to float later on, but as a teenager, I was part of a dance school or dance group, and we traveled in Europe or in England, and we went to an indoor pool. And at that time, a lot of my friends 
who were more talented, who were more, not talented, but more courageous, and they already knew how to swim, started jumping from a tower down. And they were having so much fun. And I was scared. I didn't want to go, but at the same time, I wanted to because they were having so much fun. So I got up a little bit of courage and went up that tower. And it took me a moment to, you know, master enough courage to sort of jump. But as I jumped and my brain realized I'm not going to kill myself and I survived the jump, but actually had fun, then it became so much easier to go up again and up again and keep jumping. And the more I jumped, the more fun I had and the less scared I was. I still had a little bit of fear because it was quite high, but the less scared I was. So within that time, I developed right self-confidence about me being able to jump and kind of having fun. Now, after that, I didn't jump for another year or two because I didn't have the opportunity or the swimming things that I went with by the lake or whatever, there wasn't a tower. So in a year or two, and I don't remember how long, when I again had an opportunity at another pool to do it, I was scared again. I kind of like lost that confidence muscle in this particular ability or this particular skill because I haven't practiced it for so long. So confidence in something you grow, you develop, and you do need to nurture because it's a little bit like a muscle. If you don't work it, it's going to disappear in that particular area, right? Um, so another another example I have is actually my English. Um, so when I came to Canada, my English was advanced in a sense where I could understand everything that was being said to me that I read and so on. And I could communicate well in business or in my work. People understood me. But A, my grammar wasn't perfect. My 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 boss at that time was always laughing that I was like turning around the sequence of the sentences into the sentences that sound well in Polish. Actually, French has a similar sequence. In English, it's kind of reversed. So she would always correct me and help me to figure that out. But that wasn't the biggest problem for me. The biggest problem for me was not being fluent to an extent where I could express myself where I could express my personality, the way I thought, the, you know, my sense of humor and the jokes I would normally say in Polish just to be me. I couldn't do it in English. I didn't have the word. I, I wasn't fast enough in, you know, putting my thoughts into the language because I, ha- I was thinking still in Polish and I had to kind of like in my mind translate it. So that dampened my self-confidence being early in Canada just because I couldn't be me. But as I kept working, and I believe that, you know, I had one of the best jobs, I landed one of the best jobs I could to learn English or become really fluent or bilingual in English very fast by working in a kind of like call center environment, operation center, where people would call and tell them, tell me all their problems that they had in the buildings. And then I would call a vendor to kind of go and fix up and help them out because I was forced to speak in English and listen and understand and ask questions in a very short amount of time and be efficient in it isn't and so on. So very quickly, 
I become, I started thinking in English and slowly started expressing myself and my confidence grew. So now my confidence in English, self-confidence is high and I don't even, I don't have second thoughts about my English anymore because of course I kept it up, right? I live in Canada, I work in English, I speak, I coach in English and so on and so forth. But that sort of shows you a little, like little examples of the, even if you are not super self-confident about a certain skill you have or you want to develop, you will grow that as you practice, go out there and learn and try and fail sometimes and be scared. But consistency and that trust in your capability to figure it out and your current abilities will, you know, will help you get the results you want to get. Okay, another thing was confidence is, is calm knowing so it's this calm knowing. It's not the feeling of superiority or feeling better than ours. It's just being calm about, again, trusting your abilities and capabilities and not needing to prove anything to anyone. And that comes from growth mindset that's reflected in readiness to grow, knowing that, hey, I know what I know. I don't know everything. I'm ready to learn from others. But I also know the value that I bring, right, to my clients, to my peers, to market and so on. And you're going out there bringing the value not to prove yourself to anybody, but from the place of serving, from the place of helping. And then it's so much easier not to fall into that fear of shame. It's like, oh, what will others think of me? You have nothing to prove, right? And you're not going out there to serve people who don't want your help. You're there focusing on those who want it and need it. And you're the only one who can offer it to them. And then as you do that, self-confidence become part of your self-image. It's just who you are. You trust yourself, right? You trust in your, again, current abilities and capabilities to learn, And you're willing to decide, make decisions, commit to those decisions, and take action to implement your decisions despite the fear that comes with them, especially when those are new actions you've never done before, right? And because it's a process, because you understand that it's a process, that it's a never-ending journey, And that even if you lose self-confidence in one area, let's say like my jumping, you can always rebuild it. You have the courage to be open, to just also welcome change and new ideas. You know, again, the value you bring in. So you're sure of your expertise and you're willing to share it. You want to share it to help others, but you're also willing to be a student. And because you don't think you're better than anybody else, you're willing to be a student from anyone, not just, oh, people who know more, who have a bigger title or make more money and so on. I always say that one of my best teachers are my kids they teach me so much every day. They, in their little worlds that they do outside of patient that they definitely taught me, <laughs> but in their little worlds and as they think, sometimes they, 
they say sentences that have such a profound meaning that they don't even realize. And, and I'm so excited when I can catch those sentences and I usually write a piece of copy about them to my, to my, uh, to my audience and then my, my email audience. So that's for me what self-confidence is and people who are self-confident. Now let's just quickly talk about what it's not. And I mentioned that just now in, as we were talking about what it is, but just as a summary. So it's definitely not arrogance and feeling superior better than others, okay? Because again, we've been faced with a lot of that, whether it's from corporate CEOs at work or in politicians and so on. And sometimes, again, our brains like to make shortcuts. So sometimes they make that shortcut that, oh, being arrogant and feeling better and superior and wearing this suit or having that car, that means self-confidence, it's not reflected in, again, in expensive clothes or in some fancy cars. It is also not inherited or DNA-based or something you have or you don't or some talents you have or you don't. It's also not once and done. You can have it and you can lose it if you don't nurture it, but you can rebuild it if you start re-nurturing it again. It's not just mindset, right? Mindset is important, but there's action is a critical part of it. It doesn't look a certain way. There's no one perfect way to how self-confidence looks. Self-confidence is, there's as many versions of it as there are people, right? We're all unique. We're all different. And some people are more loud and expressive and flashy and that's great and there's some people that are more calm and quiet and have that like calm quiet strength and that's self-confidence too so it's again it's kind of like water right there's water where you go like a waterfall that just falls and it's super loud right and super flashy and everybody marvels around it and then there's those beautiful quiet streams or rivers that also get what they want they also go and you know on their own journey and get to the place they want to get it's just they do it in a different way so <clears throat> now before I tell you a little bit more three things that you can do to sort of rebuild your confidence or build up confidence around something that maybe you want to do when you're scared of seeing your business this year. I want to say that like I'm very excited because in February, I'm going to do, and I may mention that, an additional coaching and training to my current clients as a bonus to them when we'll actually dive deep and practice and action self-confidence in the coming months. So I'm super excited about it. So if you do want to benefit from that additional training, jump into a consult with me under Stairway to Leadership, www.stairwaytoleadership.getcoaching, or you can send me an email, maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. We can chat and hey, if we decide or if you decide that uh, you want to work with me, then you can benefit from that additional training. All right, so now let's just, little summary. Confidence equals state of mind plus consistent action, right? So 
I believe in myself, I trust in myself, and I'm going to take whatever, and I'm going to take action and do whatever it takes to figure it out so I can achieve the goal I want. So the first step to that is trusting yourself in your own capabilities to learn anything and do anything you want. And I'm going to emphasize here you want because, you know, me personally, I don't want to play basketball at a professional level or go to space or whatever. And so I'm not going to put my energy and attention to learning those skills, right? But I do want to build a multi-million dollar business. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And that's the steps that I'm going to take towards it now and learn the skills that I will need along the way to get there, right? The second thing is be willing to take the first step, to give it a try. So if maybe 2022 is a year when you're trying to do something you haven't done before, even if it's just a strategy in your business and so on, and it's scaring the heck out of you, have courage to take the first smallest possible step for you. So a step that you're willing to do. So then you can show your brain that you're not going to die, right? Just like me trying to, wanting to jump from that tower. At first I was just looking and my first step was just deciding that I wanted to have as much fun as my friends. And then the next step was to get out of the pool and climb that tower. Right? I could always climb back, climb back down, but I climbed that tower. And then the next step was to walk till the end of that platform and then kind of then decide if I want to jump or not. And believe me, my brain was telling me not to more than yes. But then finally, I did get the courage to jump. And at that time, I again had a choice to not do it again if I didn't like it. But I did. And I continued right? So it's the same in your business. Just take step by step. You always have a choice to revert back if you wanted to, but at least give yourself a chance to trying and seeing what, how it is and showing your brain that again, you're not going to die. And if you try enough, you then give yourself a reasonable trial period on something, right? Then you, you, you can, you're able to see you know, what it takes to get there. You'll know how you, whether you truly like it or not, right? And then from there, you can make a more informed decision rather than just giving up front, right? And then another thing I want to say that like in the beginning, when I started my um, coaching business, you know, I, I was doing it part-time uh, while doing my corporate role and, and MBA, and at first, it was something that I just wanted to do something I'm fully passionate about and so on. But I wasn't 100% sure if that would become my main thing that I would focus on full time and generate, you know, income from it. I wasn't 100% sure when I started, but I just wanted to do something that I loved and see where it would take me. And that allowed me to step by step realize that the more I do it, the more I love it, the more fun I have, the better results I get. And that's, it was my next sort of professional career move that I wanted to focus on full time. Um, 
So without trying, you'll never know truly. And then the third part is once you tried and gave it a chance of success, then if this is truly something you want to do, decide to commit to it no matter how long it will take you to succeed, right? So go into that high value strategic decisions that we talked about last week in the last episode and be committed 100% to it. Because think about it, if you only give yourself 30 days and you needed just 35 to create a result you want, or if you only give yourself three years, let's say to create a million dollar business or you know, multiple seven, six figures dollar business, and then you just needed four. So you would have the results at three year mark, but maybe not exactly what you wanted, but all you needed is another another one or five, wouldn't that be worth it? So don't close yourself in a certain amount of time. Yes, setting goals that are time-bound is important because it gives us an idea how much effort we need and what we need to do, right? Or where we are and so on. But treating them as more of a, you know, journey, kind of like sign directional signage rather than, oh, if I don't have that, you know, if I don't make million dollars in three years, then I don't care if I make it in five years, I'm going to quit. Then this is not what self-confident people do. Self-confident people know that they can get there. And that's why they keep doing what it takes to get there. So welcome failure, welcome learning, from anybody and be willing to just take action, even if it's a messy action. All right. So as I said, if you want help in growing your business in 2022, learn the tools that allow you not only to manage your mind and deal with setbacks and, and, um, you know, have those tools to have your mind work for you, not against you, but also learn business skills that are critical for long-term success for any business. Reach out to me via email, Maggie at StairwayToLeadership.com or through my website, StairwayToLeadership.com. Thank you for listening and talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.